What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unstable Duo Podcast. I am Forrest, and joined as always by my lovely co-host, Justin. How are you doing, Justin? Doing good, brother. How are you doing tonight? Not too bad. Just watching the Lions kick the Niners' ass, and I hope that remains the rest of the night because I fucking want the Niners to get out of the playoffs. You and me both. Uh, it's before be a we some M and M show at uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, before we start, I wanted to show you something my friends got me today that I thought you would uh, appreciate. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 it's reverse because of my camera, but yeah, you you get the. Oh, gist. I see it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> You got some good friends. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome, everybody that's joining us. Hi, Sarah. Um, so today we are talking about homelessness in America. Um, the question is, is where to start. When you think of homeless people in America, what's the number one thing you think about? Like, why do you uh. think most people are homeless? Why do I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say that drug use is probably the thing I think about the most uh, that puts people on the streets. Um, I know there's a dozen or so reasons for people to be homeless, maybe more. Uh, but to me, that's kind of what I notice because, you know, we see these videos on TV of all these homeless encampments and they're all all these needles sitting around and uh it just looks like they're all there because of drugs i would agree with you um before i started researching into this i would have thought the statistics more favor drug use um as well as veterans more than anything uh veteran veterans being homeless is a big issue we'll be touching on that today a little bit um and we have a whole episode on veterans uh, coming up in a few weeks. <clears throat> so let's start by doing some uh, statistics I found. Right now there's roughly 582,000 homeless people, which has gone up about 0.3% since 2020. Uh, chronic homelessness is around 30% of homeless individuals experience chronic homelessness, meaning they're homeless for over a year or multiple times in the past three years. Uh, the leading cause of homelessness in America is poverty, lack of affordable housing, and mental health issues. Um, other statistics, drug use, 38% of homeless individuals in the United States struggle with alcohol abuse. 26% of homeless people report having issues with dr drug abuse. Homeless people are nine times more likely to die from an opioid overdose, overdose than the general population. Um, now, we have to remember that those statistics are not, like, it doesn't necessarily mean somebody is homeless because of drugs. They could have been homeless and then started doing drugs as a way to cope. Um, it doesn't mean that that's the causation of, of them being homeless. Um, okay. Veteran status, 11% of homeless people in the United States are veterans. Uh, much lower than I anticipated, but still 11% of people that serve this country being homeless is just is sad. Uh, thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> 67,000 or 67% of homeless veterans suffer from alcohol or drug use, according to the National Coalition of Homeless Vets. Um, we'll touch on that a lot in the episode about veterans, but I'm a firm believer that one of the issues with Vex is 
we don't set them up for success when they leave the military. They don't know how to find help if they need it. They don't know about resources that are available, et cetera, et cetera. I would agree. That or they're just too uh, manly to ask for the help. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the lack of affordable housing is the number one factor contributing to homelessness. Housing costs have skyrocketed in recent years, as we all know, while wages haven't kept pace, making it increasingly difficult for low-income individuals and families to afford safe and stable housing. Uh, Poverty, the second reason... Closely linked to the first one. And then third, mental health challenges. A lot of people that suffer from depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, they have a hard time holding down a job. Uh, A lot of times family don't know how to deal with them. They don't know how to get help. Uh, The resources are out there, and they just slip through the cracks. They have no place to live, and the streaks make it worse. Do the statistics surprise you at all? Um, I mean, before I went and looked it up, probably a little bit, um, but I did research too. So by the end of the research, um, picture was pretty clear. Uh, I mean, domestic violence is also in there because people yep. run away from abusive spouse. Um, a lot of times they have no place to go and hide. So the streets are where they go. Yep. Um, kids that run away from home end up on the streets, uh, homeless. Um, cause obviously if you're too young, you can't get a job. You can't get a place to live. Um, and streets probably the safest place for you at times. Um, you know, after looking at all the numbers and adding it all up, I mean, 580,000 people, um, is a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a ton. Uh, it's just, it's it's sad to think that we could allow that many people to be on the streets. <clears throat> I got some more fun statistics, though. Um, oh, go ahead, share yours. What, oh, I went a little different direction than You're gonna you You're going to be did. like, Biden, Biden cost all the homeless. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 not quite. Biden hasn't been around that long. <laughs> um, so what I looked at, uh, I looked at where the highest populations of homeless are. Yeah. Um, California has <clears throat> the highest amount of homeless with uh, 170,000 people. So roughly 30% of all homeless people are in California. Wow. New York is in second place. See, I I understand California. I understand California because if I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to want better weather. New York surprises me because who the fuck wants to deal with New York winters on the streets? Uh, Nobody. Um, And then the next couple have Texas and Florida both in there, but they're in like the 30s and 40s. Uh, But if you add New York and California together, they're damn near 50%. And you think uh, about the it, population. you think about it, it kind of makes sense with the statistics because New York and California have some of the highest cost of living rates in the country, especially Correct. California. So, I That was going to be my second. Um, so when I went and looked, I also looked at the highest homeless rates um, in the U.S. So number one homeless rate is Vermont. Number two is Oregon. Number three is Hawaii. Number four is California. Number five is New York. 
all five of them are in the top 10, if not the top five for highest cost of living in the United States. Um, and now I can take my shot at Biden. They're also all ran by Democrats. <laughs> you should know that was coming. Yeah, I figure something uh, was coming. And the lowest rates of homelessness, which will surprise you. Uh, or maybe they won't, but they might. Um, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, and Virginia are the lowest um, rates for the homeless people. Honestly, a few of those don't surprise me. A lot of those southern states, the cost of living so low that, you know, we Four we'll, of those five we'll... states are the, have the highest poverty rates in the United States. Yeah. But just because you're poor doesn't mean you're homeless. Uh, I mean, that's just how it is. And maybe you're living with your un uncle, your cousins, your yeah. sisters, and it's just a whole house full of crackheads. Yeah. I mean... That's kind of a house. And that's what's scary. A lot of those statistics, uh, I, I said, like, the 580,000 homeless people, that doesn't account for people that are, like, they're technically homeless, but they're crashing on friends' couches every night or doing that. So it, it, right. it could be considerably more. It could be. I mean, I've, I've known people that couch hopped for months and just kind of, well, I'm going to stay here for a little bit, and when I'm done with this, I'll find the next one and find the next one. I mean, to each their own. But then you got to wonder, 580,000 people that don't have a single friend that let them crash on a couch for a night? That was going to be like, my next my next topic was um, we, we saw some of the leading causes of homelessness. But as somebody that grew up not really with my family, like I, I, I was not close to my family. I, I distanced myself from my parents as, as soon as I was able to. And I struggled when I was younger, you know, not having a place to live. I left my home when I was 17. Like, I always had, I always had some place I can go. A friend's house or another family member's house. So, I found it interesting that somebody could be so abandoned that they have no place to go at all. Where they're literally right. sleeping on the street. And that made me start thinking, like... What would be some reasons your family would completely abandon you where they wouldn't even give you a place to stay? Obviously, drug use is up there. Um, it gets to a point where parents can't deal with their child doing drugs or the stealing or, or watching them like that. And they have to, for their own sake, kind of distance themselves. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe you were in a state where all you had was your mom and dad. Um, you guys moved and they, they died in a car accident. Or yeah. you were put into the system and you aged out at 18. And a lot of places the state just says, you know, good luck and boost you yeah, out the door. Yeah. Um, or you want a juvie or you got prison. <coughs> a lot of those people don't... Uh, you don't get a paycheck or, you know, here's $5,000, live your life. Yeah, we talked about Start that. Something. We talked about that in the adoption episode where a lot, of, a lot of kids, when they are in the system and they turn 18, that there's not much follow-up care or help offered to them. So that would be a reason they'd be homeless. Um, yeah. You know, a very, a very religious family and they find out their child is gay, they could banish them. You know, I, I've heard of that happening. 
And then, of right. course, mental health. Um, like we talked about, mental health is uh, real close to my heart. Um, and if if you have really bad mental health and you don't know how to get help, it, it's hard to hold down a job. A lot of people with bad mental health, even when it's even when it's considered controlled by medicine, there's a lot of days that are hard. It's hard to hold down a job. Um, so that that can be. What do you think? What do you think are, are would some be some reasons that I didn't label? I mean, I think the mental health part where they just can't get help is 100% spot on. Um, and aligned with that mental health is a lot of times uh, people with mental health issues use drugs because they think it's going to help them. It makes them feel more normal, mm-hmm. like they can handle things. Um, and we all know that's not really the case. Drugs yep. do not help you handle things. I mean, a little weed here and there isn't going to kill you. Uh, but, I mean, they're not just, you know, smoking a doobie and raiding the fridge. Uh, they're getting into other stuff because, you know, that stuff's not strong enough for them. Um, so it's a combination. You hit that mental health and you hit the drugs. So, I mean, my question, like, to the statistics, are these drug users that are homeless, is there a mental health issue behind that? I would be surprised if there wasn't. I bet a great deal of it is. The amount of people I've experienced just in my life that I look back and I'm like, they were an alcoholic or they did this drug because they were straight up self-medicating. Uh, my brother, rest in peace, who passed away, I know he suffered depression issues, but everybody that knew my brother knew him as the happiest, funniest person that could be around them. But I knew right. what he thought about when he was alone. And right. he didn't he didn't know how to get help. This was before I even knew how to get help. This was before I was getting treatment. So he turned to drugs to, to make himself feel better and not have so many bad thoughts. So, yeah, a lot of people that don't get help do turn to drugs. Right. And I know he was couch surfing for a little while mm-hmm. for uh, at least a couple months. Yeah. Um, and that became because of a breakup. So, yeah. I mean, that's another cause. You know, you break up with... Uh, a spouse or you know a long time girlfriend boyfriend uh, that can put you out on the streets because it can end like that and it's like I don't like you no more get out of my house um, a lot of times those breakups aren't like you you know can I get some money together can I you know you can have all this but I need something to get by on yeah um, a lot of those things just don't happen I mean, I've been into the point where I've had to move out of my place fast, but I have a mom. Yeah. You know, my mom's right down the road. If anything ever happens, I got a, a bed um, for now. I mean, but I'm old enough. I'm stable enough. I've got a little bit of money if something happens. Uh, not rich, but I need a place to crash. I got the money to take care of it. Uh, Darlene said Billy and her were homeless a long time ago. I'd love for you to share, you know, a brief explanation of what caused you guys to be homeless and, and maybe how you guys got help, uh, in the comments for people. I'm going to be listing a bunch of resources on the website and Facebook at the, in the description of this, of how to get help. If, if you find yourself in that situation, um, so yeah, Sarah says, yeah, she's right. I was homeless, uh, you know, when I was transitioning from my family's house. I thought you were going to say when you were transitioning. I didn't mean I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is how much America tries to 
avoid and ignore the homeless problem. We have we how many times have I understand it can get out of hand like the tent cities, um, but is the solution really just sending bulldozers in there and and destroying the few possessions these people have left, like, and then just telling them good luck? Like what? What? No, do, I think that's just cold. Yeah, I think that's just cold. I mean, yes, we don't want to drive by a highway overpass and see it packed full of homeless people in tents making of their own little city, but. At the times that they're doing this, it's not like they chose to be there and wanted to be there. They were left with little or no choice. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, the city put them there essentially because they don't have housing for them. They don't have a place for them to go. Yeah. Um, and they're almost better off going to commit a crime and turning themselves in. Yeah, I mean, literally, exactly. if I was, if I was going to be homeless... And I knew it was going to happen. My first course of action would be to commit a crime, petty, enough just to get me tossed in the county jail for, you know, a month or two, um, especially if it's cold outside. Exactly. I mean, it'd be terrible to live out in the, uh, Wisconsin winter. It, it, it would be. It's funny you brought that up because when I was 17, almost 18, and I moved out to Ozaki County, um... I was starting to distance myself from my mom. Me and her got into a, a fight. I was staying with her because I had just moved out here. She she kicked me out. I had no place to go yet. I had just, just moved to Ozaki County. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, I was starting to get close with some people I worked with. Um, and I actually slept a few nights on the, the benches down at the marina, the Port Marina. But it was summer. Like, it, it wasn't a big deal for me. It was quiet. It was It was safe. Um, and I thought about that. If, if something didn't turn around and I was still doing that when it got cold, I would have committed a crime to go to jail because right. I have hot food, a bed to sleep in, you know, medical attention. <clears throat> People don't realize how fast things can go bad if, uh, with, with wages and the economy, not a lot of people have a safety net. Your house can get sold tomorrow. You not even know it's on the market, the, the place you're renting. All of a sudden, you get a letter from a new owner saying, you have 30 days to vacate your house. I just bought it. Your lease is void. You need to leave. I'm moving in. <clears throat> if you don't have a backup plan, 30 days goes by fast. And Yes, it does. Like, say you and your family moved to a new location or moved to a new city or state, you know, years ago. You have no family in the area. You have no savings. Really fast, you can find yourself not knowing where the hell you're going to sleep. No, you got to invest in an RV. Yeah. Invest in a camper. Yeah. Get them for cheap. And park that thing anywhere, plug a cord into a wall somewhere, and at least be able to survive a little bit. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm, you know, I'm not promoting that type of thing. I mean, I think everyone's first... Uh, priority in life is to make sure that they have housing and food mm -hmm. um, that their children are taken care of. Um, and sometimes that's going to mean a, a lot of work. It's going to mean sometimes work for less than what you deserve, what you need. Um, but you got to keep grinding. Uh, the worst place to be, I, I would say, I don't know because I haven't really been there. 
I think the worst place to be was not would be to not know where you're sleeping tonight. Yep. You can go a day without a meal. Yeah. But, you know, in the middle of winter when it's 30 below out there, you can't make it the night outside. You will not. You know, like let's say you're you're you have a good job and you're used to making decent money, but you have a large family. You know, you guys still kind of live paycheck paycheck to paycheck or you maybe you have a few grand in the in the bank. Something happens, your company goes bankrupt, fires everybody there. You're you're used to having such a decent job. You don't know about any resources around, and that few grand nope. you guys have saved up go when you guys are staying in a hotel disappears fast. Now you have no idea what the hell you're gonna do. Yep. So I mean, for the people that are on here that all have homes, I I, I assume everyone has a place to live. Do everything you can to get that little nest egg. Yeah. I oh I, I pre Stop I preach that like crazy. Door, put it in a safe. Do whatever you can. If you have to live uh kind of shitty like and a tiny clam box, dirty ass place. If that's what it takes to get that money put away that you need, do it. If My, you can't go out to eat, you can't go out to drink, you can't go out to party because you need to save money, do it. My friends can can vouch that I, I preach that all the time that people need to have a, a nest egg. Um hello Diane. Sarah says as soon as I load up my thing again. Alright, Sarah says they ticket people that help the homeless, church groups go out and feed and help them and they get fined. I did not know that church groups would get fined. I do know I I have heard of uh, other people being fined helping them, which is crazy. Yep, I know. I do know that they do it. They do ticket people for feeding the vagrants, as they call them, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I think it's to keep, try to keep the homeless from being around and begging. So instead right? of church. helping them, we we ticket people that help them. We we tear down tent communities. Granted, I have seen like I have seen some footage of like California. They do get pretty crazy where they're taking up the sidewalks but like like you the example you gave earlier somebody has a tent underneath a fucking freeway pass that's all the way off to the side not in anybody's way is it really a big deal like they did it in milwaukee to make room for parking yeah um (coughs) and then a new thing is is have you heard about hostile infrastructure uh, hostile infrastructure is a new thing. Anybody can Google it up. It's, it's getting really, really big in New York and it's starting to hit other states. It's where the city will build architecture like public benches and stuff that are purposely designed so nobody can lay on it. So like a long bench at a park, they'll put metal bars coming up separating seating sections so that nobody can lay across it. Or if there's like a large... Um, elevated planter bed on the sidewalk. They'll literally put like little, not sharp, but like little spiky humps all along it purposely so it's not comfortable for anybody to rest on. Hmm. Yeah, that uh, that's a little weird. I mean, I know why, I guess I know why they would do it, but mm-hmm. I mean, you invited this to your city. <laughs> I mean, this is what you did by allowing things to get ridiculously overpriced, not repurposing abandoned buildings, uh, gentrification of 
um, neighborhoods where the poor people used to live. You take their homes, you don't allow them to be there, and you do nothing. Yep. Uh, you invite this. I mean, and, you know, like Central Park is really big in New York. Yep. Uh, it would be a, a perfect place for a bunch of these people to go hide out and sleep mm. at night. But they patrol that thing, and they will not allow that to happen. Now, have been, have been there as a tourist... I mean, it's nice to see the area clean in Central Park when I go through it. Uh, but someone that feels a humanitarian, you know, has a humanitarian heart, I would say these people need a place to go. Mm-hmm. 24-7 so lines. I some, some <laughs> other numbers. I grabbed some other numbers. Okay. How much money do you think the federal government spends... On homeless. Um, hold on. I have that wrote down somewhere. Oh, okay, I have a chronically homeless person costs the taxpayer an average of $35,000 per year. That's, that's the research I had. The crazy thing is is to, to give supportive housing would cost about $12,000 a year. It would actually cost less money to the taxpayers to build temporary shelters for people that are homeless than we spend aiding them right now. Yeah, I got a little bit different. What you got? So when I looked, uh, federal dollars that go into programs to help the homeless, we spend $6.5 billion a year. Mm-hmm. That's what the federal government spends on homelessness, like the programs. That translates to $1,000 a person. So that's nothing. And that's just for the programs. When they think, um, at estimates, that $30 billion could solve the problem with the housing, the food, and all that. So about five times that per year could solve the problem. But here's the more interesting number I have. We spend $132 billion supporting another group of people. Any idea? I'm going to assume, along with what Sarah just said, uh, immigrants. Yes, $132 billion are spent on uh, federal programs to house, feed, and give welfare to immigrants. Now, here's my response to that, and just to go with Sarah's comment that said Trump had the best... Idea, build a wall, keep them out until we take care of our own. And that sounds that sounds incredible in words. The problem is, is the problem is, is immigration is a political issue. Homeless is not. So it's like they don't go is. hand in hand. If we had a president that if, if we had a president that actually said like Trump <laughs> put forth all these ideas of stopping immigration, but he never put forth any ideas to help the homeless issue. In fact, Republicans' entire stance goes against helping this, helping homelessness people. So it's like... So why, why are the top five states for the homeless Democrat states? Because there's probably more state benefits, maybe. I don't know. It's hard. New York, New York and California are two of the largest states in the entire country, so... <clears throat> but... Can you tell me anything Trump 
offered that would help homelessness. And I'm not saying just Republican. I'm saying neither side. Both sides wants to put both sides want to politicize immigration. And I would be all for if a president came forth no matter what side and said, Hey, I want to introduce this bill to help Americans, but we need to sacrifice immigration for a while. If they came forth with a bill to do both, I'd be like, I'm voting for it. Hell yeah. Well, nobody has came up with a solution to it. But here's here's the funny part. When the Chinese came to San Francisco, all of a sudden there wasn't a single homeless person on the street. When Where did they go? When the Xi Jinping came to San Francisco a few months ago, mm-hmm. there wasn't a single homeless person in San Francisco. That's because they cleaned the streets up and housed all of them for a week. And then put them right back on the street. That's, that's what I mean. They they do everything they can <laughs> to ignore the problem to the point where they hide it. Yep, they did it in El Paso and Biden went down there. They hit all of the immigrants and the homeless. Okay, now where are you hiding them at? Yeah. Why can't they get a permanent spot there? Yeah. I mean, you're so so cool with all the immigrants coming that you also don't want to take care of. Um. How's them all? I mean, they're closing schools down in certain states to put immigrants in them. Yeah. You know, kids, you can't come to class today. We got the immigrants here. Like, really? I fully uh, we've agree. we got all this time and space for the homeless. I fully agree. Using. I support immigration, <laughs> as everybody listening knows. But I also, I would support helping legal Americans before anything else. It's just they just seem to hide it. They don't they don't care about it. We have so much federal land that you are allowed to camping for free. It's like when you're tearing down these 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 tent places, why are you not giving them alternatives? Showing them. They probably don't know that they can go on a website and find millions of miles of free camping on federal land. They probably don't well, know. Well, they probably don't want to be. There's no access to food. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't get the handouts. That's true. So it's not like you and I are going to take a drive through that national park and toss sandwiches out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, whereas they're hanging around the, the metropolitan areas, they're more likely to be able to find the food and a possible warm place to be. That's true. Hence, when we're in Hartford and Menominee Falls, you don't see homeless people around there. Because they can't just walk around and find find handouts and food everywhere here. Or there's too many kind and caring people in the cities we're in that are going to pull these people in. Yep. Where you're not going to get that in a Milwaukee, a Chicago, a New York City, a Manhattan. You're not going to get that in those places. I I mean, granted, there might be nice people there, but there's not that many nice people to hold all these people. I agree. I wanted to share some stuff I had that kind of goes along with your stuff um, about how we can fix the homeless issue. Uh, first, let's define shelter. Basic shelter, uh, like beds in a dormitorium or temporary housing, is an est- roughly estimated at $20 billion annually, according to HUD. Permanent housing with supportive services like apartments with access to mental health care and job training. Uh, has a higher cost uh, 
estimates range from 20 to 40 billion annually. The long-term savings research suggests that providing housing and support services can actually save money in the long run by reducing reliance on emergency services, healthcare costs, and social services. Uh, a chronically homeless person costs the taxpayer an average of 35000 per year. A study shows how costs on average are reduced by almost 50% when they are placed in supportive housing. Um, supportive housing costs on average $12,000, making the net savings 4800 per year. Rough numbers show we have 258 million adults in America divided by about 20 or times by $20 billion. I'm sorry, divided by about $20 billion. So 258 million adults like us, if we pitch in tax money to get this $20 billion to offer housing for homeless people, it would only cost it would only cost American adult taxpayers seventy seven dollars a year, six dollars a month, or one dollar fifty cents a week to fix the homeless issue in America. How many people do you think if if those numbers are laid out to that, saying if you pay an extra dollar fifty a week in your taxes, we will have no homeless issue in America? How many people do you think would agree to that? Um, well, I think there'd be a lot of agreement, um, but then you run into cynical people like me that know they're probably going to charge 90% administration fees on that, um, which will end up translating to $5 a week, uh, because they got to hire a whole new group of people yeah. to process paperwork. Um, so it's like when you give money to the Red Cross or you donate to most of these charity organizations... The vast majority of the money you give goes to administrative fees to line the fat cat's pockets and not to the actual cause. You're right. People need to research uh, charities. We talked about in the past, um, <clears throat> like the Red Cross and stuff. They could save their nonprofit, but everybody there, especially administration, gets a paycheck. If I have okay. a, if I have a company and I give myself a $200,000 a year paycheck, I can still say I'm non-profit. My, my paycheck for me does not count as being profit for the company. Correct. You know, it's the bigger issue, I think, is also the trust in our government. I mean, the homeless problem has been a problem. There's always been homeless people. Mm. Um. And the population of homeless people has steadily grown. And there's, there's, there will all, even if we ever introduced a solve where if you're homeless and you can, you know, provide us with evidence that you're homeless and you have no sources, we'll give you a place to live. There will always be homeless people because there's just some people that like being homeless. There's people that will always prefer to be on the street, um, whether it's mental health, um, they just feel better being sleeping in the street rather than being in a home. I don't know what it is, but there will always be people like that. <laughs> freedom. Yep. I mean, some people like the freedom. I mean, <clears throat> you hear about people, I mean, this is far from homeless, but there are older people that are about to go to retirement homes that say, screw this and invest in year to two year long cruises. It's cheaper than, or hotels. Yep. It's cheaper than living in an old folks home. 
you don't pay for all this other crap that you would, plus free breakfast and laundry facilities, swimming pools. And essentially, they are homeless because they don't have a home, but they're at a hotel and they have the money to be there. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are people that are just going to want to live on the streets. That's a life they like, a life they know. They're too crazy to understand what they have to do. And some of the um, some of the people that have been there since they were kids, they have the they have their routine down pat. Wake up, go to right. the hotel, pretend they're pretend they're you know a client, get some free breakfast, hit up this place for some free donations, go buy your drugs or whatever. Some people just have it down right. pat. So we're I we're mean, mostly talking hotels. about the people that need help. I mean, I, I've been to hotels, quite a few of them, and there's a few of them that essentially the breakfast is right in the front door. Yep. A homeless person can just walk right in, grab a bunch of food, walk right out. Yep. I mean, and who at the hotel is going to grab a homeless person and start saying, no, you can't have that? Yep. I mean, I really don't think there is. I think about every hotel I've stayed in, and the the breakfast has always been at the front, and they don't they don't ID you. You can just walk in. No. Go go stand in the back for twenty minutes and then be, pretend you came out of a room and go right into the breakfast hall. Yep. Sarah um, says Saint Jude's doesn't do that. No, Saint Jude's is one of the one of the amazing. Yeah, they're one of the higher rated yeah. ones. I mean, I know um, my church supports uh, Micah Men's Ministries, which um, supports the men's. Uh, uh, Milwaukee Rescue Mission, that's downtown Milwaukee, where they have housing for the homeless. Um, I don't think it's a 24-7 housing for them, but every night they open the doors for the, the homeless to come in. Um, there are a few places I know that should be willing to do that. I mean, why is it Miller Park isn't used during the winter? That can house thousands of homeless people. That's a good question, considering uh, Milwaukee residents still pay for the fucking stadium, even though it is now considered a privately owned stadium, which makes no sense to me, so don't get me started on that. So do Osaki. The the Tri-County still pays the taxes on Mm. that. There's that $1.50 a day, because I'm sure we're paying enough money to that damn thing. Yep. A a tax that was supposed to go away a long time ago. I mean, what would stop them? Say, hey, go to the field. The bathrooms are right here. Pitch your tents. We got nothing going on here for the next four months. In by in by seven o'clock. A lot of places do in by seven o'clock. Out by seven o'clock gives you a place to stay. Yeah, yeah twelve <clears throat> hours. Stay warm. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really put them out because if they really wanted to secure it and give it to them, they can shut off the damn whole park. And let them into one small area to rest and stay warm. And there are I'd a lot. There are a lot of resources. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I say I'd say you, you could do that in Green Bay too, but Lambo's all open and it's not warm in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And there's a there are a lot of resources for for women, uh, especially if you have children. Like we talked about last week, though, uh, men's options are kind of kind of limited. If you're a homeless man, you, you have far less options than than a woman. <clears throat> right, that Milwaukee Rescue Mission I just mentioned is a men's. That's a men's shelter. So the men in Milwaukee, because that's who's usually homeless in Milwaukee is men, um, can go to that place. But they do have limited resources for places to stay there. 
Um, but here's the here's the hard part though is um, if you're homeless, you're not gonna know a lot about these resources. You don't have phone. You don't have TV. How do you know where to go? And when, when okay. you're homeless, yeah, exactly. When you're homeless, everything is just harder. It's harder to find a job when you don't have a phone to get call back song. You don't have a resident to get mail. I want to apply for for disability. I, I don't have an address. I like when you don't I, have resources. When you don't have a place to live or a way to get phone calls, it's that much harder to get resources. Right. I mean, and you have access to some of the public services. Like, you can go to the library. But even there, uh, I mean, you've got to have ID to get a library card. Then you got to find a way to hold on to that library card. Then you're going to have the knowledge to hop on a computer and do this stuff. And if you have mental health issues, that's not going to be very easy. Exactly. Uh, and it's not like Social Security has opened their doors to help you out. Pete said the government should build little homes for these people who are homeless. Who cares if it's, if you're homeless, if you get a room or a little house? There are, I have seen some private organizations, like just some good people that are out there with their own money and time building little houses. The problem is they're having trouble finding where to put them. It wouldn't take much work or time or money to build a tiny little place for somebody, like a little, a tiny little studio apartment. Um, but having land to put these all on is is the difficult part. <clears throat> yeah, I almost uh, had that idea myself a while back about getting like two hundred acres of land. <laughs> you start building tiny houses on it, which are fairly cheap to build. Mm -hmm. You can start housing these homeless people, and then you can start small businesses like uh, a bike repair shop, you know, a uh, auto garage. Essentially, make it like a commune where you're going to bring the homeless people in, you're going to give them jobs that they're capable of doing, get them a little experience working. That work takes care of their food, their clothing, and their place to sleep at night, um, and just like build a community and the outsiders that come to get their cars or bikes fixed or do whatever are the money that's going to be used to support the community. And you can make uh, conditions. I'm okay with conditions. You know, we're, we're offering you free housing for you to get your shit together. You're, you're going to, you're going to do a piss test every night. Yep. Here's a resource center. You're going to look for a job. Yeah. And if we need to help you, we will get you to, uh, the courthouse to get ID, we'll get you to the Social Security office, we'll get you to where you need to be to get all these, all this paperwork together. We'll provide you the transportation. Diane says, uh, like old schools that aren't used anymore. That's a good example. Um, for instance, <clears throat> I went to in Milwaukee, the high school I went to was Milwaukee's, Milwaukee Boys Tech. Uh, they renamed it when I was there because they had to start allowing girls. It was um, just Milwaukee Tech. They tore it down. When I went there in the 90s, it was in good condition. So it's hard for me to believe it would have been completely deprecated where it had to be destroyed. It's just a football field now. But that would have been a perfect place with with hundreds of rooms to store to store people that needed a place to stay. Yep, there's a building uh, right down by the Pfizer called National Hardware. That building's been abandoned for years. 
and could probably be converted to living spaces very easily. Yeah. I mean, it's still standing. I mean, if it was dilapidated, they would have tore it down already. On the flip side, let's talk about the housing that the government does offer that is a shit show. Let's talk about Section 8 housing, a.k.a. HUD. How once people, the waiting list for, for somebody that doesn't have a large family is impossible. Um, once people get in there, there's no incentive for them to better their life. I know people that have been in Section 8 housing for 10 years and they get vouchers to pay their electric bill. They they don't have they don't have to pay their rent. You you collect a, a child support check for a kid, you're living the fucking high life with no incentive at all to better your life. Meanwhile, yep, people, that people, want to, like that. Meanwhile, meanwhile people that want to better their life um, aren't given the opportunity to, to, there should be a time period. And that's what I firmly believe for HUD. We will give you this free housing. We'll give you a voucher for your electric bill. We'll let you, like we talked about, we'll help you get on your feet. You have one and year. And then you're going to get the hell out. Yeah. You uh-huh. have, you have one year. That's plenty of time. Get your shit yep. together. You know, anybody can get a free phone from the government if you're low income, um, and a lot of those Section 8 housings, once you're in them, they'll provide you with all those resources. Here's how you get a phone. Here's if you need mental yep. help, if you need disability. They'll give you all those resources. So once you're in that position, <laughs> once you're in that position, there should be a time limit. Yeah, I mean, I know people, and uh, uh, my mom moved into one of those uh, government housing places in Sockville, maybe there for two years. But I knew all the people there. Um, and some of the people that were there when I was 10 are still there today, 30 years later. <clears throat> and uh, never had to pay an extra dollar. Exactly. Darlene says uh, she lives in a shitty place that takes uh, part of the voucher. You're also, you're older, you're disabled, Darlene. Um, I'm not trying to put you out there, but we're not talking about you. We're, you know, you ha- and you have a fee that you have to pay every month, too. You just get a discount for, for your position. We're talking about the perfectly able-bodied people that get a full free ride with unlimited time. Right, that are taking the place of the homeless people that could be occupying the needed space. Yep. Um. The wanty, we'll call these people the wanty. They want it all, but they aren't going to earn it. Where you've got the needy that need it right now, um, that need the help, need the services. Where these other people just want it because they're too lazy to do anything. Yep. And we could probably go into some of these housing projects and point ninety percent of them out that are just bums. Yeah, and and some of them are nice places. The ones in Sockville, uh, for anybody listening, that's, that's where we live in Wisconsin. I know of the ones that give a free ride in Sockville that are beautiful townhouses, like side by side. It's crazy. Now, some of them, they used to be pretty hood. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are, there still are a lot of real, real bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to a couple of those places, uh, you know, not just Sockville, but a, a couple of them. They're pretty hood. Yeah. Um, and the people there are pretty hood, uh, but you know, they've got more money than the government thinks they have. In a lot of instances, they are working cash jobs or selling dope. They're doing a lot of other things. They got their boyfriends living there that have a good job and 
Um, they're milking the system where the people that need the help are not even able to get the help. The difference between HUD nowadays and the projects that people think about from the from the 80s and 70s is back then the projects that had all the violence and were real run down, those were actually ran uh, by the government. Now HUD is, these are privately owned. I can go buy a home and I'll turn it into a HUD, uh, a HUD property, as long as I meet the government's guidelines that they require, I can say, for a house that would probably normally get $1,000 a month, I can say I'm charging 2000 because that's what the government's going to pay me for having somebody in here now. So it's it's a huge win for the, the property owners, too. On some of them, yeah, but then you got to rely on the government giving you the money. Yeah. And the government's not reliable on paying its bills. That's probably why they, they often <laughs> charge much more than a place is worth. Uh, Sarah says, her, some way she knows, I won't read that part in case they ever listen. <laughs> some way she knows never has to move, so she don't even, even want to work or look for work. All of her bills are paid, food stamps, she's living a good life. And that's exactly who I was talking, or some, you know, example of who I was talking about. Yep, I mean, I grew up with those people. <coughs> um, I, I spoke a lot about that. Uh, baby mama has three baby daddies, uh, four baby daddies, that kind of thing. Yep. Exact person I was talking about. Because the government doesn't consider child support a reliable permanent income. So if you have a couple kids... You got the government paying your rent, you get electric bill vouchers, you get a free phone from the government, and then you get child support for a couple kids. Oh, you're fucking rich. You know, what we do is we take each and every one of those government-ran apartment complexes, and uh, you get a homeless person. You get a homeless person. (laughs) You get a homeless person. Each and every one of them. The government's paying you anyway. Who do you want? Because you're taking one. Kind of like, you know, when you are a supporter of all the illegal immigrants coming, well, take one. No, they need no, help, too. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, no, no. If you're a supporter of it, you should have no. one. I, it's kind of like you. No. If no, you no. like dogs. If you like dogs, why don't you get one? There's plenty at the shelter. <laughs> well, I would love to have a dog. I don't know. I'll take, yeah. I'll, take in a, I'll take an immigrant. I don't know. Will they help me build a deck? Get a couple Mexicans. Well, you, they probably arrest you for slave labor. <laughs> so that's the then problem. What's the point so, of having an immigrant if I'm not going to help doing stuff? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, my, my idea about the housing thing before where I buy all that land, that's the major issue. It's like, hey, I could get the land, build the tiny houses, and we can agree that. You know, you're working for this house right now, and this is kind of like a stepping stone. But, you know, Black Lives Matter is going to show up to that property and start trying to sue me. Yeah. Because I've got people living there and working. Like, they aren't going to think about the fact that they're getting job experience, resources, all this free shit that's coming out of somebody's pocket. Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm going to give you $100, then I'm going to charge you $100. Is that what we should do to stop that problem? Because I could do it. Yeah. But why? Uh, Sarah, we know you would take all the dogs in the shelter if you could. You have too many already. <clears throat> all right, so let's spend the last let's spend a uh, few minutes. A uh, few minutes. I have a feedback. Sorry. I have a feedback. Sorry. 
Uh-oh. Let's um, take the last few minutes. There it goes. Anyway. Let's take the last few minutes and talk about uh, the people that might need help, what resources are available. Again, I'll post a bunch of links on Facebook and the website um, that talks about or gives you connections if you know somebody or you need help. <clears throat> but what are some good resources you, you might uh, know of, like if somebody finds themselves in need of help? Uh, I would say church. Churches. 90% of churches have a program and outreach are connected um, to a bigger church that has money. Um, and they all take donations and they all are willing to help people. As much as I bash uh, larger churches and as much as we talk about uh, religion, I will I will agree with you on that. <clears throat> There's a lot of good churches that you can call and ask for assistance or just even being pointed in the right direction, and they'll be more than happy to give you help even if you're not a member of their church. Um, yeah, there's even churches that'll give you gas cards if you need gas. There, there's and even churches that you've never stepped foot in. Yep, there's even some uh, religious organizations like Saint Vinny's. Uh, Saint Vinny's. A lot of people don't think of Saint Vinny's, uh, but Saint Vinny's does a lot of good for the community. I know personally that they will bring you furniture if you're if if you're in need of furniture, like you just moved into a place. If you find yourself homeless, Saint Vinny's will often pay for a few nights at a hotel and try to point you in the right direction. I think they're when it comes to help as far as that stuff goes, they're much better than Goodwill or, or anybody else. St. Vinny's is a great place. Oftentimes there's a yeah. lot of smaller charities like um, Ozaki County has family sharing. They'll also do the same thing. They'll get you set up with furniture, clothes, uh, try to help you find a, a place to live. Um, I think uh, St. Vinny's, Washington County, uh, donated $160,000 last year yeah, to help I, families in need. I never, when I was younger, I never really thought of St. Vinny's, but living in Ozaki County, I saw, I know a lot of people that took advantage of them. Um, and I saw their trucks going everywhere delivering stuff to people that needed it. <clears throat> your town hall, um, under most circumstances, your town hall should have resources if you need to, to get on disability if you need to seek mental health help um they'll have resources for shelters food pantries uh your town hall is probably going to be one of the big biggest uh resource connections you can call so give them a call the police department the police department that's Not another that good one go to the police department but they have access to every resource yeah that's that's and another good one they might give you a ride without being handcuffed if you need to get somewhere. <clears throat> Still don't trust them, but. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't either. You got to do it, homie. <laughs> well, was there anything else you wanted to add about homeless people? Um, I mean, do you my see wife this problem have... getting better anytime soon? As much as no. every party no. seems to just ignore it. No, we need to shut the border down. Um, and redirect all those resources once we solve the homeless problem, which, again, neither party is focusing on. Then we could reopen the immigration. We got to stop spending $500 on gold hammers and toilet seats. Yeah. Uh, um, 
and put it towards taking care of veterans, homeless, our children. Um, I mean, we've got so many other issues that are in our country. If we, if we, if we had a president that said, I want to do this, that would be the only time you would ever see me say, yes. Okay. Shut the borders down. If if it means that Americans are actually going to get help, I would support shutting our borders down. Even if it was Donald Trump? Even if it was Donald Trump. As much as I... vote for I have a Donald Trump knife, okay? Yeah, but you didn't buy it. You're probably just going to take that and slash someone's tires and say, look, it was a Donald Trump supporter. Look, they slashed my tires. <clears throat> I found this knife in my tire outside. What the hell's going on? <laughs> would, would I vote for him if he said that? I honestly, Come on. I honestly don't even know if I'm going to vote this election because I hate both part, both candidates that look like they're going to be on the thing. Every candidate lies, and this isn't just a Trump thing. They all lie. So I want to take their word for face value, but if well, if, if they actually if they came, if they actually came with saying this is my plan, then there's a good chance I would support it. Instead of just saying let's shut the border down first and then we'll figure out how that's, to help Americans. That's the closest you've ever been to saying you might vote for Trump. <laughs> that is the closest I've ever we're, been. We're almost there. <clears throat> you see that, uh, Pete and Sarah? I'm getting them. You guys keep looking on him, too. <laughs> we now found something that Forrest might flip a vote for. And it's not abortion this time. No. no. <laughs> All right. So next week we have the parents party. That is another Justin topic. Would you love to share what that means? The parents party. Basically, we are going to have big discussions about how parents are the boss. How parents need to be taking care of things and stop letting the government raise your children and your families. Um, I'm going to give some wonderful examples of what parents can do and what they have done. Um, And for the parents that are on here, when you hear what I have to say, um, I hope that you jump in, chime in, uh, and take a stand because, after all, it's our children. That's for sure. Uh, Lions are still beating the Niners, so hopefully this... Oh, it's tied? What the fuck? What? <laughs> when we started a podcast, it was like 7-24 ah. Lions. Oh, oh, God damn it. 24 <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go finish watching the game. I hope everybody has a great a great week, and we will see you next week for the pairings party. Go Lions! <laughs> <laughs>